All right, so let's get uh, we'll get after it here. All right, so this evening my podcast is with Chris McFarland and Phil Casey. Is that correct? That's yeah. the right yeah. names, guys. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Chris, I've I've went to school with uh, you know since uh, high school. So um, these guys own Frankfurt Spirits in Frankfurt. It's right uh, in CD and Me. That's where it's at. Location. That's the location. And you guys, you said that you're we're chit chatting before the podcast. You're uh, open to the public there on Sundays? Yep, we're open on Sundays. We do tours on Sundays, three tours a day, uh, noon, 1.30, and 3. So now when you do a tour, what's 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 involved? I mean, is it is a regular tour of like the distillery sort of thing where it's... Yeah, what we do is we start off with uh, um, get to our tasting room, yep. and then you'll try... Uh, normally we start with a sample cocktail, show people how we could utilize our spirits in uh, a fun cocktail. Uh, get people going, and then we have to talk about the history of how we got started. Um, we have Jackie, who does a lot of our tours with us, along, along, um, so she does a lot of that front-end work of the storytelling, how we got started, the history of how we tie in Frankfurt, being that, uh, you know, we grew up in Frankfurt. A lot of it, uh, we pull in a lot of the history from the late 1800s all the way to present day uh, into our story, and... Uh, go through some of our spirits we taste each one of our spirits and then we walk over to the distillery we show them the dis- distillation equipment how whiskey gets made how our spirits get made uh, and then it goes back to the tasting table and they try a few more things good well let's let's takes about an hour for them to get through that situation okay well i want to hear I want to hear some of the story for sure, and then. Uh, but let's back up and be like, how did you guys meet, and how did you get? I mean, we're not uh, we're not twenty year old guys, That's so right. uh, I mean, how did you decide? To, what were you doing before this, both of you, before uh, the spirits game? So uh, I'm a graphic designer, so um, and still currently am. Um, so doing that, and Phil and I met through mutual friends, which what he'll get into, but. Uh, he, once Phil and I met, we started talking about packaging and design, and those are the aspects that I bring to it. But um, he kind of needed a butcher, baker, and a candlestick maker, so he assembled a group. I was one of those fellows, and uh, I let Phil talk a little bit about how all that happened because he was the uh, the brainchild behind the operation. Yeah, so we got um, um, this idea got hatched probably 20 some years ago when my kids were little. Oh, wow. Uh, my wife worked retail. Okay. And that means she was gone every weekend. I'm a lawyer by trade, so I have my own practice, busy, busy schedule. But she was gone on the weekends, and that left me with the kids, and no one would hang out with me. <laughs> so I started brewing beer. And there you go. once All I right. started brewing beer, we had some friends starting to come over. My brother came over, and uh, I got my built in help on, on the weekends when she was working. Right. You know, fast forward to, uh, you know, go, going about another 15 or so years, kids are leaving the house looking to see, you know, what's my next thing going to be. You know, right. my golf game, I love it, but I'm not good. No. So okay. uh, we thought about uh, opening up a brewery, the microbrewery. Talked to my brother about that. And, you know, we looked around. There's a lot of good microbreweries in the area now. Sure, lots of and restaurants that got them in there and stuff like absolutely. that, Absolutely. So th- at the time we started thinking about this, there were 10,000 microbreweries in the United States, and it was growing by 1,000 a year. Wow. Um, wow. And so we knew we could make some good beer, but we didn't know, if, you know, whether or not we could stand out. We're not 20-year-old hipsters. Right, right, right. So um, we, uh, I, I was down in Kentucky uh, um, for a conference, 
that conference was at uh, Woodford Reserve Distillery, saw what they were doing was brewing beer and then distilling it, basically. So I got back and I talked to my brother, Dan, said, hey, listen, we're, we're not going to do a brewery. Let's go ahead and do a distillery. How, yeah. You know, how hard right. can it be? It took a, about a year in several bottles of Jameson to convince him that it was a good idea. Yeah, good, good, good. Um, it's a good plan. And then, uh, so he's in production. That's what he does for a living. He, he uh, uh, is in manufacturing. And like I said, I'm a lawyer, so uh, I didn't have the, 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 the full skill set that we needed. So um, brought in a guy that does a lot of IT work, Jack King, um, and then yeah. Jack. Jack was uh, the guy that hooked me, uh, hooked us up with Chris um, for his creativity and his artistic design. So you know, uh, there's a lot of superhero movies out there right now, and uh, this is kind of like my super yeah, yeah. superhero Great. group that we put together uh, to to kick off and form this this distillery. Oh, that's 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 a good good story. I mean, I like to hear a bunch of guys that come together and get you know the Magnificent Seven sort of a deal, right? Yeah. The knife thrower, the the gunslinger. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to talk about like I think that the general public and you guys would know better than me doesn't know the difference between bourbon and whiskeys like scotch like you know what's a like so i mean i personally like whiskey like i like to drink whiskey uh like i feel like it's a more of a grown-up drink than just drinking you know beer and i certainly don't hardly ever unless if i'm at someone's house i'm not you know like a snob but i don't drink bud light or miller light or like it's guinnesses or or something that's a decent i don't drink that much beer so if i'm gonna have a beer i'd like it to taste good um and I've had whiskey growing up as a kid, and it was like awful. I don't care for Jack Daniels at all. I don't know, you know, what what the difference is between any of that stuff. But I've had whiskey that was like good sipping whiskey, and it is it's outstanding. It's almost a little bit of an acquired taste, but once I started drinking it, I prefer that. I get a glass with some ice yeah. and fill it up, and then that's my cocktail for the whole afternoon. Pretty much is like I don't know. It's probably like five or six shots of whiskey in there, but right. you know. So that's the funny thing is, you know, you'll be able to taste some of our spirits today, but yeah. when Phil and I sat down, when we first started sitting down, the one thing that we wanted to do, you know, if anything ever happens, we want to make sure that we make stuff that we like in case of one day that we might have a lot of it left. <laughs> we want to be able to have it right. so that right, we, right, right. something that we really enjoy. And I'll right. tell you, every single one of our spirits, I'm always surprised, like. And I'm not like us, haven't been a whiskey guy for 20 years. It's more a little bit since before the distillery and now how much I've learned from being involved in the, the distillery. But it is amazing. And a lot of my friends now, they've moved. It's funny, within the five years that we've been doing this, all my buddies are like, we're into whiskey, we're into bourbon, we're into scotch. They try. It's really grown, kind of. So like how the breweries have grown, now the distilleries have really grown. Yeah, now, you, what you've seen um, in the, probably the last 10 years is a, a move away from mass-produced anything, mass-produced beer, mass-produced spirits, and people are, are wanting something that's a little bit more special. Sure. Uh, they, they enjoy the story behind it, um, but the product's got to be good to back up the story. Absolutely. Uh, I, yeah, I think first anything that, that's craft-made has got to be – You've got to, you've got to like got to really dig it, it. yeah. Because yeah. I think there's a certain like dis distrust of something that's new until they get into it. I mean, I had a wrestling uh, coach buddy that made some whiskey, and I was like, I don't know, and I started drinking it. It's one of my absolute favorite things to drink yeah. for sure. But yeah. I had to give it that chance to begin right. with, and that's what it was kind of funny too because um, we won an award for the packaging, and I do the packaging. 
But fortunately, about six months after we won awards for packaging, we did win awards for our double barrel bourbon and our verdict vodka. So it was kind of like, oh, good, we're not just not a pretty face. We have uh, the contents to back it up and, the, and the, the awards to back it up. So it's been, uh, it's not just us that like it. We've been recognized by a couple of our associations that we're, that we're in that really um, have, uh, have shown that we're doing it right as well. So. so now is there like a big festival or something or is there Funny. something like, you know, yeah. the, and you just go, do you enter into them or do you go to them? And we, we, you enter we enter yeah. like the uh, Illinois Craft Distillers Association is one. Um, and then the American Craft Distillers, right, Phil? Yeah, the um, American Distillers Institute, Miller, yeah. the American Craft Spirits Association um, are, are two of the biggest. Uh, and the then we do have, yeah, and doing. then we do have an Illinois um, association. That we belong to, That's know. correct. Okay. And then what kind of numbers are out there? Because, I, I mean, as distilleries go, I don't see a ton of those. There so are right now, tons like, and tons of microbreweries. This shows the list. If you can imagine all the breweries that we have, what does it say? 20, uh, 20 distilleries in Illinois right now. So it's all over. There's a cluster up in Chicago, but all the way down to Southern Illinois, St. Louis area, and up in Galena, Blom Brothers is up there. So um, it's uh, yeah, and not that, like all the breweries, but they're getting there. That list is pretty current. Um, when we when we got our license, uh, we were the 15th license in the state of Illinois. In the history of Illinois. Oh wow, wow. <laughs> that's a, as a, I mean, I've been in business since like I opened up my first construction company at 23. That's a great business model right there. Holy cow. To have this state's got millions of people in it and yeah, that only have right. that many. That's awesome. Yeah. That's now there's awesome. been some new ones that have uh, joined or, or, or have gotten licensed since then. They're not necessarily in production yet. Right. Um, and then there have been some distilleries that have gone by the wayside since the start. Sure. Um, just like breweries. Uh, some come and go. Right. And that was the interesting thing about what Phil saw when he was getting into the brewery versus distillery thing, uh, the barriers of entry to get into a distillery are much higher than the, to get into a brewery. So a lot more um, local, state, and federal licensing that you need to get. We talked to people, we walked into Joliet, and they were, we told them we wanted to put a distillery in unincorporated Will County. They're like, yeah, We've never done that before, yeah, you know, so right. we need to figure this out. And uh, sure, sure, we were sure. able to help them, and they were able to help us. And uh, Dean Vondry over at CDME, where we're located, uh, has a really good relationship with the people in Will County that he's had a really established business over there. So and that was a part of the story, too, is how we get housed or where we actually put this distillery was part of our story as well. And Chuck and Dean over at CDME, um, it was seemed to be a real good fit to go there. Um, that's a venue where they have concerts on Thursday. Yeah, night. it's an awesome venue. It is. So to yeah. be there and to have the synergies from the their their events, get some exposure from the people that walk through the door there, and our brand seems to have that same feel as what their feel is. A little rustic. Right. Um, so I mean, they're selling your brand then yeah. all the time. Like Thursday nights when they have their concerts and stuff in the summer, they're selling Frankfurt Spirit stuff all yeah. the time. Right. Yeah, they have it. Yep. Yeah. That that that's terrific. Now, I mean, so what is it like? What what did you bring today? What what? what Chris, you want to go ahead and go through it? Sure. So the first thing we brought um, is our only spirit on the table that doesn't need to be aged. So when we're talking about uh, the production side of things, we could turn around Verdict Vodka in about ten days, opposed to something that might need to sit in a barrel for six months to eight years. Sure, sure, so, sure. Those 
the production of those is a longer time frame. So the vert vodka, uh, Bill, if you, uh, I have a feeling you might have experienced this. Um, they used to have court in CD and me. Have you ever had to pay a traffic violation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> actually, 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 I was in there for my girlfriend uh, that she got. Uh, she was headed to my place and was going through a construction site, and she had like a. $450 ticket yeah. and she didn't want to take off work that day so I went in there and figured send the guy in the wheelchair and maybe they'll be a little bit oh, you know, you know yeah. a little bit lenient on her but no they weren't hence so, the name Verdict Vodka there under, you go. The, under the same roof as now former courthouse that I think we might have been the uh, straw. straw that broke the camel's back on that one it is an odd place to have a, a courthouse right? I mean yeah. somebody's in there for a DUI and it's a there's bar, a bar. There's a yeah bar. it's insane yeah. so right. it's comical yeah. I mean Phil, like you said, is a lawyer by trade, but when we came up with this verdict vodka, um, it was, you know, we came, when that name hit, it was like, all right, yeah, we're on to something. So uh, you be the judge is what our tagline is. Yeah, so nice. So we taste it. If you want to taste a little sample, I've got one. Oh, that's it right there. Huh? Well, that sounds like a good idea, Chris. Wow, look at that. So as we say at the distillery, raise, raise your spirits. Raise your spirits. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. Yeah, raise your spirits, and you can taste it. This is an all-corn vodka. Um Wow, that's all that, that corn is, is grown in Illinois. So it's uh, distilled, in, grown in Illinois, distilled in Illinois, see, and just right now consumed in Illinois. Yep, seven times distilled, three times filtered. So we have the still on premise. We have now, how is our that filtration okay. done? Right? How is this? Because I mean, I drink a lot of vodka, and I mean, I even like like the flavored like blueberry and all that other stuff. Okay. Vodka. There is always a way harsher. This is super smooth. I mean, we take, that's what um, we take our pride in. Exactly. I mean, there's we, we could make more, but that's not what we're about. You guys are going to create alcoholics. This this stuff this is insane. Like you could It's just, a nice sipping vodka. Yes, you now, could you don't just don't have to add anything else. Right, right. right. There I, yeah. I know there's all kinds of people out there that that have drank vodka and it was like uh, whoa, you know, take that shot and get it down as fast as possible. You could just drink this. This Chill it and drink it. Yeah. So being that it's distilled seven times, what we're shooting for is, you know, when you say 100% alcohol, that's 200 proof. By the time we do our finishing run, we're in the high 190s, 198 um, as far as a proof goes. So lab grade is 200 proof. We're almost right there. And then what we do is we proof it down a little bit, and then we have a a tower in the distillery, and it's got about a four-foot stainless steel tube and we pack that full of our a charcoal mixture that we do and then we pump it up there let it drain for a day we call it will county's largest brita filter and uh, <laughs> we pump that up and let that in three days of of um filtration, filtration. Yeah, right, right. and that just softens all the edges on it as well it's uh not only being very well distilled very well filtered and this is 87 proof so normally you'll see spirits that are 80 proof and for a vodka to be 87 proof, and you're still not getting that burn, it's uh, nothing. I mean, I something. seriously could put be barbecuing, put a glass of that with some ice in it out on the deck, and just drink that and be yeah. probably stoned out of my mind <laughs> because it's too easy to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's good. It's well, really but we easy. do recommend you drink our spirits responsibly. Yes. Uh, yes and yes. our tagline is to raise your spirits. Well, raise them responsibly. Right. Put it on the back um, of every bottle. Yes, absolutely. Nice. But nice. it is. It is. Uh, it's not just us saying it. Uh, that's won two national awards. Yeah. Uh, so oh, we, we outstanding. We I think we hit that one out of the park. Yeah. Right. I mean, I when I drink vodka, it's 
you know, Grey Goose. It's it's you know, it's Kettle One. Yeah. It's expensive vodka, and this is better. Thank this, you. I mean, it's you know, I'm not right. You know, I have no, you know, they're not paying me to say any of this stuff, but it it's that's really good. That's I'm good. surprised. But you're not paying us to be here either. No, so no, I don't know no. well, what the hell. Right. No one's <laughs> making any money around this place. No, no, no. This is totally totally for free and for kids. Well, you get to drink a little. Yes, yeah, yeah. I know. Have, right? a, have a couple have cocktails. That's yeah. for sure. But yeah, no, that's. And yeah. I'm going to go for Bravo, from, guys. That's outstanding. What I'd like you to try next is our aged whiskey. And this is also, the funny thing is, the Verdict Vodka is all corn. This is an all corn whiskey. But when I said what well, we distill that very, very well to the point where you just want a pure spirit, we don't distill this and strip out all the flavor. Okay. So we, what, get it 135? It's going to get distilled to about 150 proof. 150. Um, and then once it's been distilled, it gets proofed down and put it in a barrel and aged. That particular whiskey, Bill, has actually been aged in a once-used bourbon barrel. So that's been aged for right, five years. It's a little years. bit lighter in color. So right. some of that color came off in that first barrel to the spirits that we use. Normally, we save our, our bourbon or our barrels for bourbon because you have to use a brand-new barrel for bourbon. Try saying that. By the end of the night, I won't be able to say right, right. Yeah. Brand-new bourbon barrel Bare for bourbon. bourbon. Yeah. So once used, corn whiskey, um, but they weren't fifty-three gallon barrels. They were, um, you know, no, the, that was fifty-three gallon barrels. The, uh, yeah, 53 yeah, five gallon. years. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so, now, now I don't want to go too fast because yeah. I mean, most people probably think that vodka is from potatoes. That's what I always there you could, thinking. Ever, any kind of grain. Yeah, so there are a lot of popular vodkas out there from potatoes. Okay, so, so if these do. are both from corn, yeah. what makes this vodka and what makes that whiskey then? So a uh, couple things. One, that vodka's been proofed to 195 and plus, right? So you're stripping out flavors and okay. you're just getting alcohol. Right. The whiskeys, on the other hand, are being, we, we use a different types of yeast to ferment it. And then we're proofing it or, or distilling it at lower proofs. Okay. Um, okay. Then we're barrel aging it. So we're not stripping out the flavors, as Chris said earlier. We're trying to preserve that good corn flavor in mm-hmm. in, in the uh, in that whiskey. Um, so what what you're looking at then is is a, we call this kind of like our, our gateway drug, if you will, because this is a really easy sip in whiskey. Um, it's 80 proof. It's not over. It's not overproofed. It's just a really nice nice whiskey. It's a, it's a little more light or delicate than probably some others. Mm-hmm. Let's take a sip and then we'll talk more about that. Gross. Yeah. Nice mellow finish on that. Um, yeah, that again, glass of ice and this would mm-hmm. be outstanding. That, uh, so it was aged in the barrel. So you, we talk about like, everybody hears about moonshine. Comes right off the still. It could be a corn spirit comes off and it might burn a little bit. And that because it hasn't been aged, it's clear. So you see all these moonshines that yeah, come Yeah, white, white lightning. Right, right, right. It's clear as the vodka. Yeah. That's, and they're getting it right onto the shelf because they didn't do any aging process. Sure. Where, you know, three years in a barrel, it, it holds us up a little while, but the flavor is going to be a lot better than uh, than something that hasn't been aged. Yeah, that barrel is going to give it some mellowness that you wouldn't get in a white lightning. Right. I mean, I like, I, I drink whiskey, so like... If I was, both of them were outstanding, and this is the vodka is way easier to drink for like someone who doesn't drink whiskey or, or vodka, 
but mm-hmm. I would prefer the whiskey to drink mm-hmm. that flavor mm-hmm. for me is like. Uh, but I think it's the same as like you know someone who d- doesn't. If I gave my kids coffee, they'd be like, "Whoa!" Mm-hmm. But maybe five years from now, they would dig the coffee flavor. Yeah, I dig the whiskey flavor, and this is yeah, this is really really good. Yeah, I think as you get older, your palates change, and you'll find a lot more men, let's say mature men, as ourselves, that seem to enjoy the whiskeys more than. Well, even now the younger guys are getting into it more and more, you see them. Yeah, that's absolutely right, Chris. I mean, what we're seeing is that you, you've got that those folks that were drinking the mass-produced beer moved to the craft beer. Mm-hmm. And now as that generation gets a little bit older, now they're starting to move on to craft spirits. And so what we're seeing not uh, is the biggest influx for us over the last couple of years uh, are, are, are women that are enjoying whiskeys. Oh, yeah, I got a friend that, that's a huge bourbon freak. She's just all over bourbon all the time. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, you know, she's – I think she's got a favorite, but it's a, definitely probably a mass-produced one where you guys have probably knocked your socks off of the way you guys got. Uh, so, uh, but, I mean, the only reason that, that I think I would like to stick with the whiskey for me, you know, like as, as my drink of choice is – just having that vodka, that would be too... It's too easy to it's drink. way too... <laughs> it really is. It was, no, I mean, and if you wanted to put something in there that even like, you know, a little lemon a or... Splash or of something. Oh, yeah, you would be completely just tasting the lemon for sure. Mm-hmm. That's that's almost tasteless. Uh, the um, Now, the moonshine stuff and or white lightning, that's 100% grain alcohol, right? That's That stuff's dangerous, right? That's... It could be grains. It could, you you can make white lightning out of anything that has sugar in it. Okay. Okay. So just so you know, uh, and the same same holds true for vodka. You asked us about potatoes before. Yeah. If there's sugar in it, you With can make potatoes, vodka out of right. it. Right. Okay. All right. So uh, corn, wheat, barley, all those things have some sugar. So do apples. Um, so you can you can make. Uh, That's where you get all the harsh cider and stuff like that. From. Yeah. Anything that produces a, a sugar. Yeah. And you can add a yeast to it and ferment it. Uh, you're going to get that alcohol byproduct. And that's what we teach people when we do our tours as well, is um, the first step of making a whiskey is actually making a distiller's beer. We're just holding back the hops. So you're taking, you're fermenting, whether it's corn, um, wheat, barley, rye, any combination of that or any of those grains, getting that grain, cracking it down, um, cooking it to release those sugars, adding yeast, fermenting it. Now you drain off the, the, the liquid, and then that's when you put it into a still, and that's when you start to cook it. The thing that you have, though, is first batch of beer is only 5 to 8%. Okay. So you're only yielding 5 or 8% of that, that wash. So okay. you're getting the spirit off of there. And that's why a bottle of whiskey is a lot more than a bottle of beer, is because you're only getting such a fraction of, of that beer. Sure, sure, sure. Everything that's water stays behind, and you're just, um, you know, alcohol starts to evaporate in the low 170s. So, and water won't evaporate until the 200s, so we're extracting. We're boiling the alcohol off, condensing it back on the back end, and leaving all that water behind. Right, right. Well, and that's the other thing with the, that I enjoy about drinking whiskey or vodka is less trips to the bathroom. I mean, if you're a beer drinker, you're yep. in the john constantly. The whiskey, you can, you know, you can have a pretty square amount of whiskey and not hit the john. So uh, Chris is pouring our Emo Simple Rye whiskey right now. And Bill, one thing you, you notice is that there's a, just a little bit drop of water that, in the cup before we pour the whiskey. And we do that for a reason. Um, uh, the, the whiskey 
um, uh, tasters at the the big distilleries normally proof their their spirits down to like thirty proof, and they do that oh, really? so they can taste the spirit and not not get the heat from from the alcohol. That makes sense. So yeah. what we're doing by adding just a little bit of water to this, it's opening up the flavors of the rye. Now what's special about this rye whiskey, and we're really stoked about it, is yes, it's made from rye, and, and think of the difference between rye toast and wheat toast, okay? Mm-hmm. Or cornbread. So rye's gonna be a little bit more peppery yeah. or, uh, or spicy. So you get the spiciness of rye, but we finished this rye whiskey in a bourbon barrel. And bourbon barrels or bourbon tends to be a little bit sweeter. So you're gonna get the spiciness of the rye with a, just a hint of sweetness from the bourbon barrel. We can do that because we're just a small, small batch distillery. We're not trying to mass produce stuff. So we're trying to do things to make a special spirit. Not not if you just wanted Jack Daniels, go get a Jack Daniels. Okay, yeah. Nothing I mean, wrong with that. Right. When you're 19, 20, you know, before you're supposed to be drinking, but when you're when you're a young guy and you're drinking whiskey, it's in a shot glass, pour it, and you and slam it, it down. Yeah, and yeah. get it gone. What I mean, I did not realize until I was in my thirties what a waste that is. Yeah. I mean, to and I mean that's why I like to put it in a glass of ice. Yeah. And I like the end of it just fine. Yeah. Like when it's sure. Half water, half whiskey. I'm totally fine. Like people got to open up their mind. I, I, you know, too many people. The first time that they taste whiskey, they're like, "Oh, that's." And then they get handed stuff like Jack Daniels, which is super harsh as far as I'm concerned. They get turned off on it right yeah. away. Like, give Frankfurt Spirits a try because this stuff tastes great. It's it's a good time. That's one thing during our tours. Uh, we say um, we don't tell people. You know, we're not whiskey snobs or anything we just say there's one wrong way to drink whiskey and that's fast yeah you know right, 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 right. yeah so we drink it nice and slow even when buddies of mine still want to do a shot i'm like pour me a shot that's fine but i'm not going to shoot it i'm just going to sip on a little bit exactly it might take me a, exactly. you know a few minutes take a few sips of it but right. that's how i enjoy it yeah as chris said we're not we're not snobs i mean if you like to pour kool-aid in with your whiskey and that's the way you like to drink it god bless you kool-aid it up really i boy you, got, you guys got better better people than me. I'm a, right. I'm a snob. Right. That Raise I your spirits. On this one. So this, this is, is the our rye. rye. Um, pretty much all rye except for just a little bit of barley that we put into the mash bill on this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Wow. But just by adding a little bit of water, now you could just actually get the flavor. So the same thing, like I like to drink my bourbon or most of my spirits. Um, Phil and I have a hobby during the week. It's called making ice cubes. Um, <laughs> for Sundays, you know, it's our, true. So we make our ice cubes. We re- you nice know, balls of ice for uh, we offer. You know, like when we like to enjoy an old fashioned or something. I just like mine to sit in the ice, chills down, um, and and then you get pretty well replicated of what we're doing here. Right, and I mean you know? that's what I'd like to go over with people is what exactly what you guys are doing right now. Like the little bit of water in there, how to actually drink whiskey because. It's it's great stuff. I mean, it really is. Uh, and I, like I said, I think people pass on it. They'd rather drink, uh, you know, wine or something. That's a, just a little yeah. less, you know, harsh. But uh, if you can drink in moderation, you the, could the yeah. well, I can offer a tip for for the for the viewers and the listeners on on the podcast. And in uh, unlike, uh, think of the traditional wine tasting. And you're swirling around in a glass, and you get your nose down in that glass so you can smell it, right? Yeah. Don't do that with whiskeys or, or other other spirits because they're high proof. All you're going to get is the alcohol. So what we recommend is get that spirit up to your like your top lip, 
and then breathe in with your nose. Okay. And that way, you're, now you're getting the aromas without the alcohol. And you keep your mouth open a little bit. It helps you. It helps you smell. Circulate it. The other thing, then, what we're suggesting is you take your spirit and just put a little bit on your lips and your tongue. Now you're getting again. You're just getting flavors. You're not getting alcohol. Then you move on to just getting a little bit in your mouth, and so you can taste it without taking too much. And that way, we're actually tasting it, uh, the spirit, as opposed to you know doing a shot. Sure, sure, sure. I tell you what, as a young guy, whenever I would see somebody with a glass with ice in it and that, and they're just drinking it, I'm like, man. They have, must have really conditioned themselves Not to, to do that, fast. right? Yeah. And it's, it, but it also like to acquire that much of a taste for that because my only experience with that was grabbing that bottle of Jack sure. and chugging down some and being like, right, you know, <laughs> whoa. It's almost because you lost a bet. Usually, sometimes, that's sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Right. right, right. But I mean, after when you realize what's what they're actually doing, it it is. For me, it's the nicest, most leisurely way to drink, yeah. rather than you know putting it down. And then the, also, like I said, the peeing thing with the beers. Finish that one up, and then I'm gonna pour you another one. Yeah, so while Chris is pouring the next one, you want to do the the high wheat bourbon, Chris? I was thinking, of, what do you want? The high wheat bourbon or the go one? with the high wheat bourbon? Then we'll we'll uh, we'll end Finish the tasting the on something that's so brand that new. That is our latest, the the rum. But yeah, so this for a bourbon guy. This is our, uh, right now, this is um, on our flagship, you know. That's why, because it's the bourbon. We love bourbons at Frankfurt Spirits, and uh, this is mine, right? Yes, it is. So we sure do. And so what's really cool about this bourbon is all the grains in it were grown on the same farm in southern Illinois. Nice. So it's grown in Illinois, distilled in Illinois, barrel-aged in Illinois, and soon to be consumed here in Illinois by us. Right, right. Now, um, one of the things about this bourbon is it's a high wheat bourbon. And so bourbons have to be at least 51% corn uh, to be a bourbon. They have to be distilled here in the United States, okay. not just Kentucky. They need to be barrel aged in a brand new barrel. Those are some of the general rules. Now, our bourbon is high wheat, which means it has a high uh, now, when proportion. You, when you say rules, does that is that like... Just like uh, that's what makes a, a golden retriever a golden retriever is that it's got these characteristics. So when we say in rules, we're talking it's by, it's federal law. Okay. Oh, okay. So Definitely. federal right. law um, actually, it, bourbon is the uh, the truly an American spirit. You can only make bourbon in the United States. Now we can't make Scotch. You can only make Scotch in Scotland. We can't make tequila. You can only make tequila in Mexico. Really? Now we can make an all barley whiskey, which, which we, we have. have. Um, and, or we could make an all. Uh, 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 um, okay, so an all barley whiskey with that. that yeah, it's would, like a Jameson's. Okay, okay, but that's yeah. a Scotch then. Right? Yes, right. But you're. But just we can't call it Scotch. So it's just like champagne. You can't make champagne. It's exactly it's right. Okay. That's okay. exactly right. Okay. So this this our Emil Simple High Wheat Bourbon is it's an American spirit, um, but all made all in Illinois, and it is ha it does have a high wheat uh, content, which wheat tends to soften the spirit, so it rounds it out. It's not as perhaps as harsh as some of the others, so that's so what you're getting about. High rate. corn, fifty-one percent corn, and then a high wheat content as well, and then we have a little bit what's a barley. It? So it's fifty-five percent corn, forty percent uh, wheat, 
and five percent barley. So the corn's high in sugar, right? That that's right. A sugar, and then yes. the the barley is what flavor or barley's also a softener, if you will. Okay, um, it kind of helps uh, on the mellowness side of, of of the spirit. If it was, um, you know, you've had our all corn whiskey. That was mm-hmm. the aged whiskey. Yeah, um, we. If you weren't going to age it for as long as we did, you'd want to add a lot of barley to, to, to soften it. Okay. okay. And I, I mean, I've had some bourbon that was given to me like, hey, this is really good. And, I, and I'm like, it's okay. It's not great. So there were some times where I've definitely been turned off by bourbon. Could be a couple things, too. It could be first the mash bill. It could also be the type of barrel that they aged it in. So if you, there could be a really high charred oak barrel that could give you the, a really more of that charredness maybe that you get turned off on um you know there's some other things that probably yeah there's a lot of variables that go into any spirit especially a bourbon um and just because you know chris and i might really love our bourbon and because our taste buds are on the same page Mm -hmm. you may uh, you may try something that everyone else loves and say you know what that's just not for me doesn't make that an inferior bourbon Mm -hmm. it's just just not for your taste yep. okay so is there a different way so the times i had bourbon i went went at it the same way i do whiskey ice in the glass poured the bourbon in there and i didn't feel the same about the uh, one of the bourbons that i had i liked very much but the other two that i had i was like yeah i'd rather stick with the whiskey that i had before sure it's just just i don't know maybe acquired taste or whatever but is there a different way to do that you would suggest to drink Bourbon than no. whiskey? No, no I, you drink the bourbon the way you like to drink bourbon. Uh, for us, I, we I, like I, it with the ice. I like it with the ice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, some people really like it neat. People have a little bit different tolerance that the burn doesn't affect them. Just like some people really like hot sauce, and you know they could do the hot sauce. I like hot sauce as well, but you know I do like. You like hot sauce? I do. I enjoy a hot Who sauce. Who knew I that? Work on a hot yeah. sauce. Oh whiskey. my gosh. Maybe. Uh, Hey, real, real, real quick tidbit. Uh, the, the largest consumer of used bourbon barrels in the world, Tabasco hot sauce. Really? Yes. They, they age they, their capsicums. After they're ground into a powder, they put them into whiskey Yeah, so barrels. you guys have yes. to make it in a new barrel every yes, time. Right. But then you said you're using the, we'll the recycled into this. But can you can you keep doing it? with? So you can you, really you can reuse your barrel maybe one more time after, after the initial. Um, and we'll do that for our, uh, an aged whiskey or we'll repurpose it for our rye. After that, they'll, we'll, oftentimes we'll barter with local breweries and they'll barrel age uh, uh, an imperial stout or something in it. There you go. Okay. Um, so we, we, we try to, we're, uh, we never desi- uh, got into this to be green, but we do recycle quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, good, good, yeah. good. Maybe so this more is our, financially. I mean, yeah. but it's good for Yeah, I was going to say, financially, there's yeah. got to be a business end to it. Yeah. The, and the dude does uh, Tabasco and stuff buy your barrels or Not anything? No. We don't no. have no. enough that they won't no. even want us. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, they probably throw away more barrels a, a day than we probably use. In a them. lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So this is our Emil Stipple High Wheat Bourbon. Mm-hmm. Raise your spirits, Raise gentlemen. your spirits, yeah. Oh yeah, that. Jeez, that's good. So Laura, Laura Hartman was on the uh, podcast. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that one yeah. or not. Uh, and uh, she's the bourbon. She's just all about bourbon. Uh, and she would flip over that. That's that's really really good. So our original, this you know, so we have, um, our, we had our original Emil Stimple bourbon. 
when we first came out, and that was 75% corn. So it was like a high corn bourbon. We didn't call it that, but that was, wasn't it 75? Um, 70, 70% corn, 70% 25% rye. Yeah. And then 5% barley. So it had really nice corn. I mean, we had enough. We thought we would have enough in stock for three years. Right? Sold out in 18 months. Wow, wow. So this was our, our next creation. We thought we were going to have plenty of ramp-up time for this. Um, so this is the bourbon that we have now. That original bourbon will be re-released. Uh, right now it's four and a half years old, and we're just waiting for it to, to mature. Since wow. we're on the topic of bourbons and how things have gotten released, May 4th, we're having a derby party. Mm. And the week before that, we'll probably do a little bit of a pre-release. We have a brand-new double-barrel bourbon wow this is a brand this is like first time we've told the public that we're Uh-oh, doing this oh maybe i shouldn't let the cat out of the bag on that hello one. hello <laughs> but it'll be officially released derby day we have a big derby party on may 4th so everyone gets dressed up with their hats and we televise the derby we have southern food and everything it's a great time it's our fifth fifth yeah, time yeah and uh more and more people we have john herder and frankfurt brings his his granddaughter brings horses out. We've got live horses. Some people bring their old cars out. I mean, it's a blast. Um, just to get everybody dressed up. And the, dirt, the girls go crazy with the derby hats. We give away prizes for best-dressed people. Yeah. It's just so much fun. And oh, we're going to release our derby. I don't know how you guys keep everybody under control with the fact that this stuff tastes so good. Yeah. I mean, like, so, you know, obviously growing up, did quite a bit of drinking i mean way too much at times like seriously don't know how i got home you know uh from places and hard liquor was definitely you know not something that it was like you lost a bet it was you know you were you were, it was yeah. always you know take a shot if you lost this. a pool game or whatever. right yeah. and then i mean you know we were knuckleheads too and we were out shooting well you break your dad's booze closet and then oh you gotta drink that you lost the bet you yeah. never did that though chris no, did you? no. gosh no, no. Drinking the Johnny Walker Black Label and all that other <laughs> yeah. stuff, but uh, um, and then we used to drink all that crap that was like uh, Rumple Mints and yeah. uh, you know just the hardcore schnapps and everything else. Yeah. I mean, this is nothing like that. I mean, people would be, yeah, probably Silly the, the most drink, yeah. no, but the the most difficult thing you guys have is getting people in the door to you because once we're, you get them in, uh, this is this we're is the, outstanding. A, a very well kept secret unfortunately <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, our, our business model hasn't quite uh, produced the the marketing campaign well, that we'd like to yeah, that we wished it had um so we, you know we talked about this early on we could have a pretty label we can have really great packaging but no one's going to buy the product twice oh, it's so unless it's good yeah. and so we put as much effort not only into the packaging but to make sure that the product is is as good as we possibly can make now what chris is getting ready to pour now is our los Brubotos rum. It's a barrel aged rum. Nice. Um, we did this three years ago, Bill. Uh, I, I'm totally digging the labels too, man. They Thank they you. that they're outstanding. Um, and as we sit around the table, there's a couple of us here that have some facial hair. Los Brubotos uh, is Spanish for the bearded ones. Okay. Uh, and it was based on a baseball team out of Cuba uh, that Fidel Castro pe- played for. So Los, Burbe- Bo- Los Burbotos is a North American style rum. And what we say, what we mean by that is it's been produced much like a whiskey. It is not super sweet. It's not sugary, um, but it has the hint of sweetness from, from uh, the molasses that it was distilled from. 
Okay. And that again, you would put out twenty percent water in there. Yeah. In the glass before you hit the 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 burb or the rum in the there. rum. Right. Yeah. Okay. Just, cool. You know, because we're experimenting here, it'd be. Uh, might get a little heavy if we start drinking all this stuff. Pretty, uh, no, I mean, but taste-wise, yeah. I like it. Taste yeah, 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 yeah. That is the key. Right. I yeah. mean, quite frankly, when, when you're sitting around, at, like you said, if you're grilling or something like that, you want to be able to taste the, the cocktail that you're, or mm -hmm. the, the spirit that you're drinking. So, yeah, there's no sin in adding a little bit of water or ice. Yeah, I tell you what, I like the effect of alcohol, but I drink it for what it tastes like. I mean, I don't... Uh, you know, like I, I told you guys when we were talking before the podcast, I don't drink, you know, Bud Light or Miller Light. That's just like a watered-down NASCAR pops or whatever you want to call that mm -hmm. stuff. Like if I'm going to have a beer, it's a Guinness. It's something that, you know, I, I like a Sam Adams or something that's got some real good flavor to it. And like this, same thing, glass of ice and this. I could drink this all day long. I'm going to get a buzz off of it, but it's going to be pleasurable to, to drink also. Yeah, life's too short to drink bad booze. Right, um, right, 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 right. Uh, but we also, um, we're, when we're making our spirits, um, we're taking a very, very small cut of what uh, of what gets distilled that goes into our bottle. Um, that it's called the heart's cut. And the reason why we do that is if we were to take either too much from the front or too much from the back, that part of the alcohol um, has chemical compounds that tend to give you headaches. And we like to drink what we make, and we don't like headaches. So we take a really, really small heart's cut. Okay, so wait, when you're saying you're taking a heart's cut, is that what you're selling is just a heart's cut? Yes. So oh, yeah. you're you're getting rid of the headaches on both ends and just, oh, that's yeah. that's a, that's got to be a pretty good selling point. For so uh, what, what we're putting in our bottle, in, in uh, I, forgive me for all the vegetarians that are uh, listening today, uh, we, <laughs> we our heart's cut's like the filet mignon. It okay. is the center cut. It is the, as good as you could possibly get. Sure. Without the taking it. The artichoke cart. Or that. Yes, the artichoke cart. <laughs> exactly. For the vegetarians. Right, 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 right. All right, so now this is the Los Burbotos rum. Um, it is a molasses-based rum. Uh, the molasses has, has come from Louisiana, and we've distilled it and barrel-aged it um, uh, here in Illinois. So it's barrel-aged in a... In a whiskey barrel. In a whiskey barrel. So I kind of call it where rum meets whiskey. Yeah. You know? So I was saying, we did this three years ago, right? A month ago, it was just announced what we were doing is now called North American style uh, rum. Wow. Now, we did it because we thought it would be cool. And we we thought it would be different. Yeah. And so let's do it. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden it has an official cl uh, classification. Yeah. So, so the, like other like minds were, do, were picking up on the same thing and doing the, I mean, so it's something you just kind of thought up to do. Right. Like a direction you wanted to go in. And other people were thinking the exact same thing. Like this would yeah. be really good. And, and or they're thinking it now. But the, the, the fact of the matter is we're small. We're nimble. We're a, we can experiment. You know, if we, if we were a big we're, distillery and we made 10,000 gallons of that stuff and right. it tasted like hogwash what are you going to do sure. with it so right. sure. we're, we're we're small enough agile like that we'll yeah. do one barrel sometimes so we can age it and see what it tastes like it might take us two years but we didn't do a whole uh rack house full of it right right so, right right right, right. Um, that's the fun stuff and this is really good too this got feels like it's got a little more heat though a little warmer going yeah. down uh which is good i like that that feeling for sure and it's rum it's crazy i mean some like jack king 
always says, we need to make a rum. And, you know, we're doing a vodka. When are we going to come out with rum? So it was always one of those things that, like, well, we've got it in the barrel. Now we just have to wait. And yeah. now this was the latest one we've come out with. Um, and it's, it's good. We were happy. It's really good. And then to see, like, oh, wow, it's a... It's a Northern American rum. I it's mean, a thing it's, now. It's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. You wouldn't, I guess you wouldn't equate Northern America with rum to begin with, right? That's more of a Caribbean, Caribbean, Caribbean yeah, kind South of a, American thing. Right. right. Sugar cane, that sort of yeah, a deal. Yeah. Right, right, right. And that's why we had inspiration, you know, paying tribute to, um, you know, uh, Cuba, you know, Fidel Castro with the, the bearded ones. because he. So we have a little bit of a feel for it, but then we also pull in the American baseball to it. And, you know, so we have fun. Phil and I have sat around a lot thinking of different names of different spirits or just brainstorming on, you know, what we do next. So how much do you guys, like, how, I'm sure you know, but how much uh, currently are you selling? Like, well, how much how much spirits are you going through? Like, you know, how is, you know, like you're just selling it CD and me and then people obviously can buy bottles of it and stuff like that, right? That's right. Yeah, at our taste, tour and tastings, that's when we, you know, at the end of like a, a wine tasting or any brewery tour or something, it's like, yeah, we have it available. We, we do a... We picked up a model from Walt Disney, and we end up right in the gift shop at the very end. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So the <laughs> I'll tell you what. I want to buy a couple of bottles from you and just leave them on my table for my podcast because, I mean, they'll be advertising for you the whole time, but I think that they'll be – you'll slowly see them <laughs> dissipate. We can, yeah, yeah, for sure. You won't have to number the episodes anymore. Right, right, right. Right. Bottles. right. Because, yeah. I mean, I, honestly, that's – that that's uh, uh those are really cool looking labels the labels are conversation pieces and i don't know look pretty good behind somebody's bar for sure well we put some thought into that absolutely well. yeah go ahead chris there's a lot of times that you know phil and i would sit at the bar and our vision might not be as good as it once was it was like can you read what that says right no i can't read that whiskey how am i going to order that right. whiskey every single one of them yeah look how big we say emil stemple yeah, you can right, see it from right, way right, back right. Yeah. So yeah, even after probably six or seven drinks, I could still read that. We we do things from the point where everything from the shape of the bottle and how it felt in the hand and the billboard effect that that bottle was able to give us um, every step of the way. It's it's not by mistake. We have fallen into a couple good mistakes and maybe a couple bad ones, but most of them are uh, are things that we've thought about. Yeah. You know, everything from the the logo design uh, and visiting, you know, I'd go visit the uh, historical society in downtown Frankfurt and talk about his history. And, you know, we have one. Uh, yeah, they definitely look Frankfurty. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So those bottles, yes, you can get them on Sundays during our tours or you can swing by on Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to, to 4 p.m. Yeah, it's so CDME the, there. Yeah. yeah, right, right, right. And I mean, I, you know, strongly, I, I, I'm a, I drink, but I'm not a big, big drinker anymore. And uh, this is outstanding. I mean, it's Thank really, you. really good. Uh, yeah, you guys should be proud of yourselves for what you've done, especially coming from the different uh, directions you came from to end up here. That's a good product. Thanks. Uh, how are you gonna? Uh, how are you gonna compete with pot? Oh well, yeah, right. Maybe, <laughs> That's gonna we'll be legal. No, no, I hear. So the, the funny thing, it's funny that you mentioned that because we were just contacted by um, uh, was it CBD? 
the oils. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure, we sure, were just sure. contacted by uh, a producer of those oils wanting us to do a spirit based on the oil. Now, yeah, okay, so oh, that's really interesting because the CBD oil, that's not, there's no THC in that. That's just for like the advantages that you get from right. the CBD oil. Exactly. And I mean, you know, I, I know there's a debate whether it's medicine or not. And we've had a couple podcasts where uh, we don't, you know, no one's doing it on camera, but they're, you know, sitting sitting the pen while they're while they're no there. yeah yeah, yeah absolutely. no they got a card they're they're all right uh, totally legal you know they they got glaucoma or whatever they got going on but uh, <laughs> I caught the glaucoma I caught the glaucoma <laughs> right right so but I mean you know I think that's probably once that I, it's probably inevitable that's going to be legal that that'll be a comp- you know competition for you guys right I mean this is one buzz that's another buzz. Yeah, I for for us, I, I kind of look at it as uh, uh, slot machines versus horse racing. Um, there's going to be some competition going forward, no doubt yeah, about but, it. You know, combining it, that sounds like a pretty smart move, right? If you're doing this and you could add the, the what, what does the CBD oil do to the? That's a great question. Not quite sure. Now there are some there are some things that go great together, like chocolate and peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know yet whether or not. The CBD oil and, and right. spirits well, are, are going to work out. The flavor of it, you know. Right, right. Well, no, I mean, it, I don't know what they do with the THC because the CBD oil that's just the oil. There's no getting high with that. But then the THC, I don't know. You know, I, like I've had an edible and I've had the brownies. That's not taste. You could never put that anywhere near this. That, that, that's not taste terrible. That's. I mean, you pretty much consume that for the high. But the flavor is awful. I mean, I know they put it in chocolate and stuff like that. But chocolates maybe got a little more. I don't know. Something covers up. Yeah, cover up. Right. Yeah, I have no idea where this is going uh, uh, in in the future. I don't. Yeah, right. We don't. No, I mean, but but the but but we've been approached. Yeah, and can't beat them. Join them, like sort of deal. You could maybe get some of that market uh, if there was a way to combine this. I know when I combined drinking and pot when I was a kid, all I did was go to sleep. So it was Mm -hmm. you know no good for me. Is I was never a guy that was really in a pot just because. I found myself sleeping at ten o'clock at night every night, and yeah. the girls didn't dig the sleeping guy on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that cute guy sleeping. Well, there in the you floor. go. Let's let's call our R and D folks. We're we're out of that uh, CBD oil stuff. We don't want anybody falling asleep. Right. We want you awake <laughs> and enjoying things. Right. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I just you know just just curious as, as yeah, far as that goes. I'm, that was a question I thought up earlier today. I'm like, you know, with pot on the horizon. Yeah, and I mean, just like with all the breweries that are around, and we have our spirits. I mean, people pick their poisons. I guess you know. It's like, For sure. And like. if you're a beer drinker, I, I mean, I can highly recommend these spirits for sure. But to 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 grow up a little bit and try getting into whiskeys and bourbons and stuff like that. It's. I find it to be a much better time. Less time in the bathroom. Um, you feel less bloated. Yeah. All the other stuff. I mean, I definitely. You know, I, I go out for uh, some beers in the afternoon, some tacos in town here, and th- that's fine. But if I was going to drink for an evening, I always prefer do a little spirits. Sipping, right. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. The funny thing is that you talk about enjoying a Guinness. Phil lately has been on a kick where he likes to do a cocktail, but then use beer in a cocktail. Okay. Something that. Nobody's really done late. Of, I don't know how you came up with this, but we've done, we're kind of doing some, came up with some ideas for Game of Thrones, just sample cocktails ideas. And one of our, because of the Game of Thrones is kicking off, but we're doing a Los Barbudos rum where it also has like a, a cream de coco, uh, Guinness beer, 
and a Fernet Branca, which has got like a fall kind of a real nice um, cinnamon, earth, uh, earthy fall type. Yeah. yeah. And just the combination of putting a rum with a beer with a couple uh, uh, accent spirits on there, it's been kind of fun to try the way that you could push these cocktails, opposed to, you know, we enjoy them. Just, I'm a purist. I drink black coffee and I like my <laughs> bourbon with an ice cube. But when you start. Yeah, no, I'll tell you cube, what, I, I'm blown away by how good this is just drinking it straight. I can't imagine how much better a mixed drink, like an old fashioned or. Yeah, our old fashions are out of this world. Yeah, yeah, I can't imagine how much better that is. And then the vodka in anything i mean vodka obviously is mixed with tons of stuff well that's that's what we call it scary smooth you know when it's people start drinking this right. especially you have the cranberry juice and you put that that they don't taste it i'm like yeah. be careful with that you do need to be you, you do need to uh be responsible because it is 87 proof it's all, nearly 10 percent higher proof than mm -hmm. most vodkas right um right, right. and which is surprising that it's that smooth even though the proof is higher oh i'll tell you what with like uh People I know that would that would be gone. I mean, it's a well, good thing to put fine. in a big bottle because wow. The good news is that we'll make more. Okay, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a really good. But news even for my you. wife, she's getting into the point where she just says, "A real health benefits of the rind of a lemon." You know, just do great off a little. You could pour that with the ice cube, a little rind of lemon on there, and you've got a cocktail. Yeah, 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 right, right, right. No, no, the the citrus stuff. I mean, uh, I if I have a glass of water, I like to squeeze just yeah. a little bit of lemon in there, and it's supposed to have great, great uh, uh, health values as far as that goes. Not that we're being, you know, I don't know if I drink for health value, right, but right. Uh, we can't attribute any health. Uh, none, any, none whatsoever. No, no health, of, you know. No. But so, Bill, do you, do you look good in a bow tie? Will we see a Derby Day? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd like to go up there for Derby Day, but there's no chance I'm wearing a bow, bow tie. I mean, that's way too Tucker Carlson of the uh, 90s. <laughs> I, mean, I, I can't work that. Well, uh, you can wear a blue one. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. No, I'm definitely, I'm definitely, nah, yeah, I'm not really a Democrat either. But uh, um, I, yeah, I could work the uh, anything but the the Tucker Carlson stuff. Uh, now, so okay, so Derby Day, uh, and I actually want to talk about a little bit more about the the booze themselves yeah. because the for someone that's at home, uh, you know, and I'm I'm still a little flabbergasted. I'm usually not speechless, but the the bourbon that's the best bourbon I've ever had. Oh. I mean, and I and I was given some bourbon by people who drink bourbon, and I got to get Laura Hartman to try this bourbon because it is it's 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 knock a, knock your socks off. Uh, but so Derby Day, you like you said, you have all the all the people out, the the whole thing there. Oh. Is it? And, and then you do your tours and stuff on Sundays. So besides Derby Day, is there any other big you know events that you guys do? I mean, you, are you selling most of your most of your uh, spirits through CDME just as we the, sell through our distillery for the most part. We've been on the shelves of Mariano's and oh, nice, uh, nice, and Vinny's and a few things like that. How about internet? Like, or I mean, can people Can't find do you? any internet sales? No, yeah. why is that? Illinois law. Oh, is that right? Oh, wow, that's such a so that's oh, what yeah, you know, you lobbyist on that. Phil huh? and I have you know within all the Illinois craft spirits, they were in Springfield two weeks ago. I mean, because we're the little guys, we are we don't have the ability to self-distribute. So that's one of those things that we would like as uh, as craft distillers that produce a certain gallonage, you know, low gallonage, to be able to at least self-distribute some of our spirits. And we, we call that parity because 
currently small wineries and small breweries can self-distribute. Only small distilleries are not allowed to. So we're just looking for parity in the long. It's the alcohol wine. level that they that they've decided is the so it, the, the proof is what they've they've what, made a what line. They've, this is um, worth what's called a three tier distribution state, um, and it's uh, been in law since prohibition, and so it's just been a carryover since since then. Um, and, and like I said, we're the 15th dis, uh, distillery, so there hasn't been a whole lot of push to change it. And now that the that, craft that and small batch distilleries are, are becoming more popular, it's like, hey, the big guy, the big distributors don't want to touch us because we're so small. We can't get into stores or restaurants because the distributors won't touch us. So give us an opportunity up to a certain gallonage to, to self-distribute. Once our, our brand catches on, then the big guys will want us. Yeah, and right, then we'll right, work right, with them right, to right. get to get mass distributed. I, I think that this is there's a misconception that this is like a more irresponsible way to drink, and I think it's a more responsible way to drink. Like when I like I said, I would pour myself that one glass, a mm-hmm. you know, tall glass with a filled with ice with the whiskey in there, and that would be my cocktail for the entire day, pretty much. I was still responsible, yeah. Yeah. but I just wasn't consuming all well, that There's so beer. many times that I don't even have to go back, especially like you say, fill it with ice. You could suck on those ice cubes for a long time. That even uh, just the ice melts in it, you still get the flavor of it. It's wonderful. Right, what are you thinking, right. Phil? A little bit more? Well, I mean, well, we've got a few we're on like round two. I don't know. Is, is this a two-hour podcast, or what are we doing? <laughs> it's, as, it's as long as you guys like. I, I, I would sure like to go for round two on all of that. It was, it was outstanding. Yeah, no, You're I mean, too kind, Bill. Right, right. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm actually not very kind. I'm a, He's you know, my, my, I, no, I'm terrible. I'm, I'm a argumentative, uh, pain in the ass most of the time. I mean, I'm, I can't even be a guy to order a pizza with because I, I'm not eating that. Yeah. So not only are our spirits good, they're miracles. Yeah. Look at it. Saw, we we softened them all. Yeah, right, right. No, it's. I, he hasn't it, smiled know, this much in 20 years. Right, right, right. <laughs> I, I, you know, I wouldn't bullshit anyone. Like, uh, And I'm not trying to make uh, alcoholics out of anybody, but. This is it. It's really good stuff. I mean, like I said, uh, you know, I don't, uh, you know, I, I got all kinds of things I've tried that I was like, eh, it's not quite my thing. But uh, that stuff, that stuff's pretty damn good. Yeah, we try hard at it. So, yeah, good, good, good. I'm glad. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I want to see. This is a really good product. I want to see it grow. Uh, yeah, how else do you plan to get it out there to, to the you know general public? I mean, besides well, we do a, a fair amount of advertising. You know, we uh, we do a lot of social media just to kind of do some of that um, grassroots advertising. You know, even the papers still are very expensive. So grassroots through social, um, Groupon type situations. We've collected a lot of emails over the years with our with our guests. So we try to bank on repeat customers as well but it does present a challenge to get get people out especially on a sunday afternoon sometimes when people just want to sit home and maybe cook a dinner but i think i've been on the email list for like two years and i'm like i gotta get up there i gotta get up there you know we were just there. saying that on the way over here today <laughs> Bill's been on the email. he's been on the email for two years yeah. two, two years, years. right i mean i think i've, I've just picked it up off social media has got to be good like yeah. that's a really great way to advertise um is your the i would think but i don't you know how you'd know you know i wouldn't the best thing would be someone that's stocking their liquor cabinet with the full bottle right versus a guy that's buying a couple drinks at the bar 
Sure. I mean, we we do offer sample uh, size cocktails uh, at, at the distillery. You're more than welcome to, to come in just to have some cocktails. But yeah, we you know if you want to put some craft spirits, some small batch spirits in you, in your liquor cabinet, uh, we're the we're the people you can turn to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good, 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 good. Well, I mean, I don't know what else you guys got to, to add. I mean, uh, you know, my questions were, okay, so I think the only questions that I'd have are I'm positive that people, and you guys did a really good job of explaining the difference between each one, uh, and we did drink yeah, every single one of them. Yeah, I'm not even a rum guy, and the rum was outstanding too. I mean, I, I hate to be like acting like I'm raving over the whole thing, but it's well, it's kind of funny. Do. I mean, you're not the only one. I mean, when people come into our distillery, they don't know what they're walking into really, and they go through a tour and tasting and hear about the history of how we've actually done this, and they taste taste the spirits. If people weren't happy at the end, I wouldn't want to go back to work. <laughs> people are sure. so happy and like happy like our cheerleaders at the end um, you know maybe they've had a couple you know, they have a smile on their face like you do because of but no they really are like, well, i tell you what i don't feel I like wish. i've got any real you... good buzz on or anything right yeah, yet no no i mean yeah. we didn't drink that much i mean i'm certainly not uh you know like uh confused we're not slurring or no, anything. no 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 yeah no. <laughs> we did uh, the sample size pours but uh our customers are our best cheerleaders mm-hmm. um they are they are our brand ambassadors yeah. you know they, they they'll tell their family and friends and that's what gets people in the door right, right. um and so that's a lot less expensive than than um, radio ads and, and and newspaper ads in the like oh i mean i love this map too boy i mean you guys are the furthest south one in that cluster yeah there as far as it goes and there is i mean you got to get almost all the way to st louis before you're hitting another one down there yeah. Boy, I mean, I, I and we get pull. I mean, we get pull from people from Chicago, Homer, uh, Bourbonnais, Homewood. People drive a while. Morris, Wilmington, yeah. Morris, Braidwood, yeah. you know all that. Now, what yeah. about just like, uh, do you guys send somebody out, a sales guy, to every single bar and everything else, trying to get your stuff on their? The shelves? answer to that is no, not at this point. Um, if the legislation that that our our association is sponsored gets approved. And we have the ability to self-distribute. We will be like the the Red Army when it comes to yeah, right, invading right, right. Uh, um, high-end restaurants, bars, and the like. Sure, um, sure, sure. But we'll be all over the place. But right now, uh, having to go through a distributor, it just has been very difficult for us. But we, we're not complaining. We're selling a fair amount right there at the distillery, and uh, people keep coming back for it. And and what, can we can we talk about what the cost is? Sure. What's, what sure are, we, you what can. are we talking about for, you know, what's the sizes we're, here? We're that we pretty got? easy uh, on the pricing. Um, the, our pricing ranges from twenty nine to thirty nine, uh, twenty nine ninety five to thirty nine ninety five, uh, depending on the spirit. Uh, the uh, one difference is the the vodka. The vodka is at thirty two ninety nine. Yep, that's right. Right. Um, um, the aged whiskey we have in both sizes, uh, both the three seventy fives and the larger bottle, the seven fifties. Those are twenty nine ninety five to thirty nine ninety five. Mm-hmm. The bourbon, which is in a small bottle, is thirty nine ninety five. The Los Brubotos Rum is twenty nine ninety five, and the Emil Stemple big bottle of uh, the rye whiskey is thirty nine ninety five. Okay, so yeah, so thirty forty bucks for a bottle, and I mean. If you were trying to equate that to, you know, a beer drinker, I mean, how many drinks are in the big bottle of vodka? So you're going to get about um, um, 
if you're doing shots, you're going to get about 17 shots 17, out, of right. the, out of the large bottle. For me, that's how I gauge. Like if I, if I put five shots of whiskey in a glass, then I know I had five drinks sort of thing. Like, right, yeah. Because everyone's worried about whether they're going to drive or something like that. Sure. So you have five hours and then I can get in the car. Uh, so how many, how, how many again? So 17. just so you know, so the, the 375 milliliter is, is essentially a 12-ounce. Okay. Okay. And the 750s are 24 ounces. 24 ounces. Okay. 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 And so, depending on how tall, tall of a shot that you pour, you're getting from 17 to 19 shots in the tall bottle. Right. And about half of that in the small bottle. Yeah. So that's, I mean, price wise, that's not even that that bad because no. you're, yeah, you're definitely and getting. Your... It's all craft, not mass, mass produced. Um, there's a lot of uh, blood, the, sweat, and tear. tear the no headache part it. is yeah. is a huge, huge bonus too. I mean, that's it was. It's, there's one caveat to that, Bill, on the no headache. Um, if you drink too much, no matter what it is, yeah, right. Robitussin, right, right. Uh, I'll tell you what, though, I have diet I have, coke. It doesn't matter. You're right. gonna get a headache. I have gone out and had, uh, you know, uh, four or five shitty beers off of a keg. Yeah. And oh, had a headache the next day. Just four or five yeah. beers. Yeah. And I'm like, I had four or five beers in like a five-hour period. I had never even copped a real good buzz. And I don't feel good the next day at all. So, I mean, uh, yeah, if, that, if that's not going to happen, then, then that's fine. Yeah. So, again, for us, it's it's quality, not quantity. Yeah. An affordable luxury. Yeah, yes. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and, and enjoyable, too, guys. Uh, really good. Uh, so... You know, from from what I know, it's an age old science, right? I mean, obviously, yeah. people have been fermenting since uh, yeah. before Christ, uh, and then uh, um, you guys just, you know, everything is so. Everything in this is like, uh, is there like FDA regulations and stuff like that because you're consuming it? Or? So uh, we are regulated by the federal government and the state as okay. well as the county. Um, so there's county health laws that uh, we're required to pass. Um, the federal government regulates us primarily for taxes. They want their money. Yeah, yeah. that's how right, 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 um, right. They they want the, they want their their revenue. So that's the the first and foremost. Um, uh, capitalism regulates us on quality. Um, if our quality wasn't good, people it's wouldn't buy it. Move. Sure. Now, if anybody doesn't know where CD and Me is, it's right south of Frankfurt on Route 45, and then. What's the times on Sundays for the tours? We host our tours at noon, 1.30 and 3. And okay. our website's pretty easy. It's frankforspirits.com. You could um, register right online for a tour. They're 10 bucks ahead to do about 45-minute tour and tasting. Um, just, uh, and, you know, so those are available. You can see what our availability is. April, I think, the only day that we're not open is Easter Sunday. Right. So, um, Yep, and so you uh, get a lot of current information on our website, but even more current information on our Facebook page. Facebook page, yeah, right. So if anybody stops in there and you saw it on the podcast, say something that you saw yeah, it on the podcast. Like on Facebook. Yeah, like them on Facebook. I mean, uh, um, you know, I wasn't, uh, I'm not a paid spokesman. It was outstanding. I mean, it was really, really good stuff. Uh, well, good, guys. I think you can wrap it up, and hopefully you get some more. Uh, you have some happy people if they come through the door. That's for yeah. sure. I think your biggest hurdle is getting them through the door. Well, thanks, Bill. Uh, I, in one 
Speaking of hurdles and horses, uh, get out, come on out for our Derby Day event. You'll see, yeah, yeah, you'll yeah. see Bill in a bow tie. He promised. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, okay, what what date is that again? May fourth. May fourth. Okay, May fourth. Uh, that you can dress up as Han Solo. It's May. 4th. May fourth to be with you. May the fourth be with <laughs> we you. Can right, have right, right. Star Wars versus Derby Day. I don't cool. Stick cool. to Miles the next day. So if you yeah. want to wear a sombrero instead right. of a right. straw right. hat, right. you can do that too. Good guys, good cool. guys. Thanks, I liked Bill. it, man. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, thanks for coming out. And uh, as always, check out my YouTube uh, channel. Please uh, like and subscribe, and uh, check out my podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Thanks. Raise your spirits. as a matter of fact, and Brown assaulting his wife with a lead pipe and firing a gun at a car that she was in. These are charges that Brown denies. He was released yesterday on $15,000 bond. He joins us for, from Atlanta to discuss the charges, and we welcome you, James Brown. How did all of this trouble begin? Living in America.